1: who nearly ended up permanently on Aaron Hawksworth's rear end. Nearly, nearly, it almost happened. The man who perhaps helped cost his team a trip to Super Bowl 58, Dan Campbell. Before that, you heard George Kittle on the podium, on stage, I should say, celebrating the NFC Championship. And before that, you heard the highlights of a giant San Francisco comeback in the NFC Championship game. Welcome in. To BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM, Chris Mack, Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski with you. And so much to get into with both of these conference championship games. We'll even take sort of a grander look back on the season in the middle of the third and final hour. A ton of hoops to get into as far as what happened over the weekend and what to expect to happen tonight. Both college and NBA as Kobe Appreciation Week, I guess we could call it, continued into Friday night. Jason Locke and 40, one hour from now, our Odyssey NFL insider to take a first look at Super Bowl 58, which we will do in just a couple of minutes. But man, I leave for a couple of days, Aaron, and you nearly get new fresh ink on your butt courtesy of Dan Campbell. We will get into the AFC championship game, but we were all so confident. I texted you guys on Friday, I think it was, and said, hey. I don't care if it's moving to seven and a half in some spots. Give me the Niners. They're going to cover this thing because Dan Campbell's going to Dan Campbell himself at some point. He did. Lions still covered, but um, he's still Dan Campbell this thing. You can talk about <clears throat> drops, I think. Oh, you can yeah. talk about the fumble. Those are all parts of the story, but a head coach who had an opportunity to sort of get his hands back on the wheel at 10-2 and two and and steer into the skid a little bit and gain some control and maybe calm his team down, most of which had never been in a situation like this before. Road playoff game, trip to the Super Bowl on the line. Instead, just kind of took his hands off the wheel and said, oh, I'm crazy. Fourth down, Dan Campbell. We're going for it. And Joe, the Lions lions themselves because of it. And... It's not all on Dan Campbell. I'm not going to put it all on him. But like I said, he had a chance to sort of calm things down in a couple of moments in the second half when San Francisco was clearly seizing control. And instead, he didn't steer into the skid. He just took his hands off the wheel and said, hey, whatever happens, happens now, boys.
0: And some of the reaction was, oh, well, this is how Dan Campbell has coached all year. So? Does it make it right? And there were many of us that were pointing out this is going to screw them in the end. This is how their season is going to end, and that's exactly how it played out. Like the drops with Reynolds, yeah, you could put it on him. You could also say, hey, quarterback, why aren't you throwing to Amon ra St. Brown later in the game? Why aren't you going to Laporta? in these gotta have it moments instead let's go to Reynolds again well maybe there's a reason that he's open maybe he's not top of mind when it comes to Wilkes' defense um but yeah I mean Dan Campbell it Chris it just wasn't the fourth down stuff it was we're down 10 we need a field goal at some point let's run the ball so the hmm. clock keeps running, and you could point that at, to Ben Johnson. That's fine, but he's still the head coach; he has final say on everything. Um, and then, nope, not going to take the three, which we're going to need at some point, anyways, to tie this thing. No, nope, we we gotta we gotta call a timeout. We want the play that that we need. Okay, it worked. Cool, touchdown, game over. Because you don't have three timeouts. Because so when the onside doesn't work, you don't have three timeouts, and it's ball game. Once they uh, recover it. So that was your chance. He decided it was more important to call the timeout, get the exact play that they wanted to score the touchdown instead of preserving that timeout. So you could stop San Francisco. So they're forced to get a first down uh, to beat you. I, I saw someone put it. I thought perfectly on X. I don't remember who it was, but like just watching Dan Campbell at the end, it's like, he's, They said he's having his tin cup moment. I'm like, yeah, he is. No matter what the situation, he's going to do it his way. And in the end, I think that's part of the reason. It's not the only reason, Aaron, but that's part of the reason uh, the Lions season is over.
2: Yeah, and Dan Campbell, I thought it was refreshing, said this might have been our only shot, keeping it real to his players, because they know now they're going to have a bullseye on their back, and a lot of teams are going to be going at him. You just never know. They're probably losing Ben Johnson. Like, things are going to change, you know, and it's tough to get back to that spot. However... No one else is going to defend Dan Campbell. I guess I will take a shot at it. He's only been a head coach for a few years. Surely, just like players look at film, he's going to take a look at this. You would hope he tries not to be so aggressive in those fourth down uh, decisions. He probably didn't trust his kicker all that much. And I do think that he'll learn from this. At least I hope he won't be as aggressive and get in his own way sometimes. A lot of times. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I know if you're a Lions fan or on this Lions team, you're not waking up like, oh, it was still a a great run. Like, you know, you wanted to get to the Super Bowl and win the whole thing, but it's still at the end of the day, the Lions haven't been in this situation in so long and it is awesome to see. And I think still things are bright there in Detroit. So I'm not going to worry about it too much. But then again, I'm not a Lions fan, so it's probably easier said looking from the outside in.
1: Yeah, you know, I I compared it to a lot of people. I was trying to explain it to my son last night, like how monumental it would be if the Lions were to go to a Super Bowl. I said, bud, this would be like, for people that live in Pittsburgh, this would be like the Pirates going to the World Series. And his eyes got real big, like, oh, okay, this is a big deal. Um, And that's, they did, as someone who saw the Pirates go to the playoffs a couple times a decade ago, that's what this was for Detroit. They got there. Now, the question is, can they maintain it? Like you guys said, mm-hmm. can they overcome the changes that will inevitably come their way? Can Dan Campbell learn from being just blindly aggressive, which is great. You know, people were coming at me with that argument last night when I faulted Campbell for a lot of this. They said, well, he was aggressive all year. That's how they got there. Well, no, dear, dear, aggressively try to run ac- across the highway all the time. It, yeah. They don't always make it. Okay. You can be blindly aggressive and not think about the circumstances. But just know that if if you go that route, you may end up getting splattered across somebody's windshield. And that's what happened to the Lions in the second half. Niners were plus 300 at halftime on the money line. And to those that watched the first half and decided to go in on that, kudos to you. I'm golf clapping you right now because that was ballsy considering the way San Francisco played in the first half. I, did, I, I was looking at it thinking, okay, the Lions just have to manage things here from here on out. They didn't manage Mm -hmm. things. San Francisco completely (laughs) flipped it around. And they get the fourth down stops. They get the turnovers. And credit where it's due, Brock Purdy played a quality game as well. So the Niners are headed back to the Super Bowl, second time in four years. uh, Eighth NFC title for them. And we'll get a rematch of Super Bowl 54. Uh, Yeah, Super Bowl 54, uh, when we had Chiefs. Niners, because Kansas City in Baltimore handles business against the Ravens, 17 to 10. Uh, Kansas City, obviously, as the dogs, the road dogs, again, go in there and handle things. Because the Ravens, I I thought, just (laughs) forgot what had gotten them there. They completely forgot what had gotten them there. You talk about another team melting down. Lamar Jackson, all of a sudden, throwing balls into triple coverage in the end zone. It it just struck me as a very poorly managed game against the Chiefs, both from Harbaugh and his offensive staff and from his quarterback. And you can't manage things poorly against the Chiefs. You just can't because if they get an opportunity, they are going to take advantage. And that's exactly what they did. You know, they left Kelsey wide open all day. He goes off 11 one in a touchdown. He uh, breaks Jerry Rice's playoff receptions record in the prog- uh, uh, process. And Mahomes now in the playoffs, five touchdowns, no interceptions. In a game that should have been managed conservatively, Joe, the Chiefs simply did a better job of managing a conservative game plan to a a game that I think we all thought would be like a race to 20. They didn't even need 20.
0: Look, I'm all for uh, criticizing Dan Campbell, and I, I think he brings up some good points about why it might be their only chance, and we can cite some examples later. But the shocking revelation of the day was that the worst coaching job was by John Harbaugh's coaching staff. Like that and Todd Munkin, a guy that's been you know talked about openings and you know all the hype in the offseason, they met those expectations, they exceeded those expectations, and then yesterday it's like what the hell are you guys doing? Like this is your big advantage. You should be able to run the ball all day on Kansas City. That's what you do. We know they have an elite passing defense, but the run game is where they struggle and their running backs had six rushes on the day. They completely abandoned that. They did a little bit with Lamar, and that was fine. You know, he didn't quite meet his prop like we were expecting. They had one receiver that showed up. But with Lamar, in the with everything online, AFC Championship, you're going to go toe-to-toe with Mahomes, and he's going to pass, pass, pass all day? I didn't understand that. And then they're talking about after the game, Lamar was, well, we didn't expect him to blitz that much. Well, let's, let's go back one week. Like you'd expect Houston to blitz that much, and you made the proper adjustments at halftime, and then you run away with it. And they and were looking for the adjustments yesterday. They were out coach, they were outplayed. It was turnovers, it was dumb mistakes. And it just got to a point, guys, where it was like, Aaron, every single drive, like, well, let's see how the Ravens screw this one up because it's happening. I don't remember ever thinking that way about the Ravens before. No,
2: they were like so consistent and dominant. And we kept talking about that. I really thought this was their year. I didn't even hedge. Like I just saw my Ravens futures go up in flames. I was quite stunned, actually, like pretty shocked at what I saw. I mean, Mahomes and Kelsey just had their way with the Ravens, especially in the first half and just the Ravens offensively, an inability to get anything going was stunning. Chris, I. I'm still yeah. in uh, a bit of disbelief about it. I couldn't even bring myself to hedge during the game because I thought, this can't be happening. No way. <laughs> and then By that point, it's just too late. It's too
1: late, yeah. <laughs> it, well, and it was the man, it started with the with the game management. L- like you mentioned, Joe, Todd Monk and not, uh, just completely abandoning the run game for no reason in a game that, like I said, you could tell was going to, to be a consistent game plan. Like, hey, this is a race to 20, that kind of game. Uh, and then the mistakes added on. Like, I have a hard time absolutely killing a guy for diving for the goal line in Zay Flowers' case, but you do have to protect the football. Lamar yeah. Jackson, again, throwing into triple coverage in the end zone. That was like a Hail Mary with, what, six or seven minutes left in the ball game? You can't do that. Um, that's the kind of stuff we hadn't seen from them all year. They hadn't made those kind of mistakes. Um, it's just so that that's the thing that, that, absolutely astonished me about it was this is completely out of character for Baltimore the way they've handled things all year
0: I keep coming back to this and people have started to talk about it a lot now that we're seeing it happen with different teams it's not just the Buffalo Bills is Kansas City at a level where they're just in everybody's head where they just find a way and 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 you see it unraveling yesterday with the Ravens. Like they thought the game was over when there was a lot of time left for them. Like they just like hands up. This is a wrap. We don't have a chance against this team. And like, I was talking yesterday with a Patriots fan. He's like, I've, I've lived this. I've been on the good side of this. This is what it looks like when teams think they have no chance against you. Like, and to the point about the coaching staff with the Ravens, there's no chance in hell some of the all-time elite coaches their teams show up and play like that. Like a Belichick, since we're giving the example, a Belgian team would never show up in that manner in an AFC Championship game.
2: Yeah, even when Lamar like caught his own pass, just everything just seemed like it was not working for them. They, and I kept thinking like miracles. poor Lamar. <laughs> yeah, poor Lamar's just going to get compared to Mahomes and he can't can't beat them and it just stinks after the regular season that they had mvp season to go out like
0: that people are going to want to take their votes back after yesterday
1: yeah like it or not
2: this is a trend now for lamar and the ravens in
1: the playoffs unfortunately yeah. listen to us on your odyssey app A U D A C Y, and take us with you wherever you're headed today watch the show twitch.tv slash betql and on youtube and follow us on x at betql daily coming up next someone early looks the line's already moved in fact on super bowl 58 right here on betql daily we'll be right back with betql daily presented by Bet mgm on the betql network
2: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help
1: Presented by ben MGM from BetQL. Patrick Mahomes last night after winning the AFC Championship in Baltimore on his thoughts on what it means to get back there for Super Bowl 58 in Vegas a week from Sunday. In 40 minutes, we talked to Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, his thoughts on conference championship weekend and some of these early Super Bowl lines. Plenty of hoops later as well. Uh, We look at the NBA, both some of the big numbers put up uh, again on Friday night by a couple of guys, and tonight's action, the MVP market, an interesting one as uh, Joel Embiid continues to miss games. College hoops at the top of the third and final hour as well. BetQL court will put some people on trial in just a couple of minutes. Alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth, I am Chris Mack. Welcome in and thanks for listening wherever you may be on your Odyssey app, AUD, ACY, or live coast-to-coast on the BetQL network. Early line started at two and a half. It's moved already overnight to the Niners by one and a half. Come down a point. Total has come down half a point from 48 to 47 and a half on Super Bowl 58. And so here we go again, Aaron. We've got the old Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are road dogs uh, storyline to follow for the next two weeks. We'll see if it holds there or if this thing gets bet all the way around to the other side. But right now, at least the narrative holds chiefs or road dogs don't get in their way.
2: Yeah. I mean, it kind of feels like maybe the wrong team is favored, but I don't know how you could make the chiefs, the favorites, given how, you know, the season has gone. It's just the whole, like Mahomes, Andy Reed playoffs here, they are. And I had wondered, did they just run into a couple of good situations with the dolphins and bills who were really banged up and then, and yesterday happened i'm like well i guess the chiefs are here and they are really good they were able to figure things out their defense has been awesome it seems like slowly the offense has been coming around so i ended up uh just betting chiefs money line at uh even money Uh, And sprinkled some props already, too, that I thought would move by the time we get to kick off. So I'm having some fun. I'll probably have a million more bets by the time we get to the Super Bowl, Joe.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's now it looks like it's one across the board. So we've already had one and a half points of movement since last night. And, yeah, the Mahomes thing is just going to be out of control. I wonder, will the Mahomes as an underdog even come into play by the time we get there? Meaning, could yeah. it be a pick 'em? Could it be like slightly Casey? I don't know. I mean, that's pretty big. It's a big movement, but it's going to be talked. I mean, this is a third straight playoff yeah. game. They're an underdog. Third straight playoff game. He is 10, 1 and 1 against the spread as an underdog. He's 9 and 3 straight up as an underdog, and they might be an underdog once again. Um, I feel like people didn't notice that Kansas city was shut out in the second half yesterday, which is weird. See winning covers up a whole lot. And it it was about the Ravens and how they messed up in so many different ways. Oh, Patrick Mahomes, he's on the winning side. That's not a big surprise. His numbers weren't all that impressive. Kelsey's were, but yeah, zero points in the second half for the chiefs. So are they all the way back? I don't know. Yeah. They win. You give them credit for winning, but they also scored 17 points. This is uh, Chiefs in the, with unders, if you want to play that. Like, that's been working a whole lot, and I get it. But as far as the uh, the line movement, I totally understand it. Because you're talking about, do I bet on Mahomes or am I betting on Purdy? Purdy was awesome in the second half. He's one of the reasons that they ended up winning that game and what he did with his legs as well. Um, but stop. Mahomes, one of the greatest ever. And then <laughs> Spags? Like, in a yeah. big game, he's as good as it gets. You yeah. want that guy running running your defense if you're in a Super Bowl or any high-leverage game, um, and he's awesome. And then we have to give the, not, the early nod to Andy Reid over Shanahan, right? The way yeah. San Francisco has come out in these playoff games.
1: Yeah, I, and you, you make a good point about Spagnola too. This is I think his fifth trip to a uh, Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator. I think that ties LeBeau all-time for most trips as a coordinator. This defense, that's the thing. You know, the I, I want to say the common fan or the average fan, I don't want to I, I don't want to make it sound like but this is the Super Bowl. Like people are going to come to this game. Uh, a lot of people maybe who haven't watched a ton of football all year, right? And they're going to come to it and think Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and they're going to think points, right? No, this team has been driven by its defense all year when the offense yeah. sputtered and struggled, and it was in fits and starts and couldn't get going, and footballs were being dropped everywhere. By the way, what a catch by Marcus Valdes-Scantling last night. Finally, in a big spot, <laughs> yeah, he makes a catch. Um, but, you know, this defense is what propped this team up all year. So you're right, Joe, I, I do look at unders and I do think this thing is going to you know, when we look at the way things go, most of the year, it is considered a big move to go from two and a half on one side, maybe all the way over to the other side and be one, one and a half Kansas city in 13 days. But I think by the time we get to kickoff again, because of the markets and the the way they get flooded by different people and different money in different ways than they do during the regular season. And even the playoffs, I don't think it's out of this world to think that Kansas city are kicking off as favorites next Sunday. And so I think if you're on the chiefs at all, get it now, get it while the getting is good. Because again, we're 15 hours in not even 12 hours into this thing. And it's already moved a point and a half. So, you know, Mm. that's, that's the thing. If you are in on the chiefs, Get it now while the getting is good. It's not going back up to a point and a half or two or two and a half.
0: Man, what a move. I just, the the other angle where I look at it and say, that is just a huge move. Because people would say, now you're like kind of around zero. It's not that much. I would say it is from the perspective that KC was an underdog by four and a half in the AFC championship game. And now we're talking about it trending towards maybe them being favored or maybe at a pick'em against a team that was favored by more than a touchdown in the NFC championship game. That is a large adjustment. So why are we here like we talked about the matchups why they favor Kansas City and why people want to bet on them and Kansas City's playing the best ball of the year. It's like what do you put more into are Are you putting more into the way teams are trending at the moment? or the whole ball of wax, the whole season. Because if we're talking about the whole season, it's San Francisco with a bullet, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's no doubt. And that's why they opened as almost field goal favorites because as far as the entire resume of the season, Niners more impressive, but you you can't deny that the Chiefs are clearly playing better than them right now.
2: Agreed. I kind of go with what I see now. Um, in this situation, and and even though like can Brock Purdy lead a Niners team that's down, and we were able to see it, I still don't have as much confidence backing the Niners. She pointed out, Joe, Mahomes versus Purdy, like that's a tough one. And the way this Chiefs defense is playing, I mean, they shut down Lamar. They force him to make some bad decisions. The Chiefs defense is really yeah. good.
1: Yeah, and I think you, you have to look at it, too, from this perspective. If, if, if we're not talking whole season angle, right? If we're just talking about the last three to four weeks, which I think a lot of people at this point are probably looking at it that way, you have a Kansas City team who is, again, doing whatever they have to do to win. Oh, we only scored 17. That's fine. We'll shut down Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And you've yeah. got a San Francisco team who is now twice at home, played with fire, and had to come back and had to fight and scratch and claw to beat teams that they were supposed to handle with relative ease. And now, again, we're talking neutral site. You're not at home going against a guy widely considered to be the greatest quarterback of his generation who keeps winning despite everybody doubting he and his offense. Uh, I mean, if I look at it from that perspective, then, yeah, I start to have a lot of questions, especially with Purdy at quarterback about the Niners. And that's why I think this thing's going to continue to move.
2: I was going to say also the Chiefs have a lot of experience in Vegas since they play in that division. So it might they might be kind of comfy there compared to the well, Niners. Most of, uh, and, and
1: most of those guys have been there more more recently too. Not Vegas specifically, but through the Super Bowl. Like yeah, there are guys, there yeah. are veterans with the Niners who went through this against this very same team more or less 4 years ago, but there are guys who haven't, and Brock Purdy is at the top of the list. He can get as much counsel and assistance and as many veteran uh, whispers in the ear from guys like Fred Warner from his coaching staff as he as he wants and as he needs. But guess what? He's still a guy making his first start in the Super Bowl, and I, I this is not meant as a way to sort of continue to run down Brock Purdy because people are going to. Like, he's still a guy making his first start in the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry. I've come all the way around now, to All of my doubts on Kansas City for the last six to eight weeks have come home to roost. I look like a big dummy. So guess what? I'm backing the Chiefs here, at least early, unless I see something crazy in the next 13 days. It's the Chiefs.
0: And it's going against Spags, too. Like, that's the other thing. Now, we, we know that the weakness of the Chiefs defense is stopping the run. San Francisco can run. Like Shanahan, you know he's going to have some stuff designed. Is, I don't see him pulling a Munkin where he completely abandons the run game, which is what he wants to do anyways, and that is the uh, the Chiefs' weakness there. So, I mean, man, both of these teams yesterday were outgained. That's the amazing part. Yeah. Both winners of, the, of these conference title games outgained. Like Detroit, but very different stories, right? Like Baltimore outgains them. Crushes them yards per play. It was 5-9 to 4-4, four, four, but you had the three turnovers and dumb mistakes throughout, penalties and all that. So you could explain that. On the Detroit side, it was just a lot of things. It was, as we talked about with the coaching decisions, it was some of the drops and big moments and all that. And, yeah, yeah. I don't know that San Francisco pulls off that comeback in Detroit. Home field was big yesterday as far as you know what was just the the avalanche of what was going yeah. on in in that second half go on it it was 27-0 run to start the second half like it was like you you walk away from the tv for a moment you come back like they got the ball again like how did they get the ball it was it was amazing uh to watch yesterday on the total uh it's 47 and a half everywhere i saw some 48s last night I I. haven't made up my mind yet, but I'm leaning higher scoring game between yeah. these two teams. Now, in these big yeah. games, sometimes you see a slower start, but just, the, yeah, the the offensive masterminds on both sides here, um, there are clear weaknesses on each defense, and, and by the way, San Francisco's defense, they're trending way down, way down this playoffs, so I, I don't trust them a whole lot, like. If you want to – I wouldn't hate the over. Like, I could see them getting to – these two teams getting to at least 48.
2: I'm glad you said that because that (laughs) – I went a little crazy on the props. CMC two plus touchdowns. How many bets did you make? Touchdowns. How many bets
0: did you make? Five or six. Five or six. I did
2: CMC two plus rushing touchdowns. I bet like players who I you know CMC and Kelsey, who everyone's gonna bet. I was like, I might as well hit these now because these numbers are probably gonna be gone. Mahomes anytime touchdown four to one. Um, Kelsey alt yards after the day he had ninety plus. Uh, that was two to one. So, yeah, I just had some fun. Why not?
1: I mean, it's Hopefully it's good logic and sound reasoning with the, the thought of uh, these numbers are all going to move in the other direction. Like, you're right about that. Like, oh, those are all the guys that are going to get bet early, often, and throughout the next two weeks. So, I love that call. If Christian McCaffrey has two touchdowns again in the Super Bowl like he did last night, he's winning MVP like that's that's the bet oh. McCaffrey at, at plus 450 um, I agree if he two but I can't bet MVP it stuff.
2: so in you know in fear of having some FOMO I'll just hit the props because I can't bet awards <laughs> here and I'm not driving to Maryland I probably should but I'm lazy
0: <laughs> I don't Might be worth it I don't know about that I if you no? have a NFC title game MVP are they announcing McCaffrey yesterday yeah um, yeah,
1: has to be, right?
0: Purdy I mean, was Purdy
2: played awesome. well you in think the second half. He
0: and how many big first downs, first downs did he get in clutch moments? Like True. I, I know that's an awful matchup. And and maybe maybe you're right and McCaffrey gets a lot more credit. He's probably going to be the offensive player of the year. Um hmm, I want just but just also knowing that these awards usually go to quarterbacks and he did not they melt do. in a big situation, comeback situation. Man, how about how about the guy that we talked about the most last week? Awesome. Debo. Not a concern with that injury. Eight nope. grabs, nine targets. So he's going to be 100% by the time we get uh, to a couple weeks from now. But, yeah, the, uh, so many Niners came up with big plays. There's that big catch by Kittle. Thank you very much. Got it over on the longest reception. The IU catch. And, and they pulled back the penalty on that. That was pass interference. So if he doesn't get it off the face mask, like that yeah. play never happens. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's why people like the Niners. They've got so many weapons on offense.
1: I know our guy Jay Casan already has it at what fifty to one. Kelsey thirteen to one. As high as twenty to one in spots right now for MVP. He has eleven catches again. He's winning MVP, I, especially with the with the Swifty bounce. It is BetQL yep. Daily presented by BetMGM. Listen to us on your Odyssey app and watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. BetQL Court, some people going on trial next. 20 minutes from now, Jason fora Odyssey NFL insider, will join us. But I now call these proceedings to order after a conference championship weekend and so many other things that have happened in the last week. It is time to go to BetQL Court alongside Joe and Aaron. I'm Chris. Welcome back into BetQL Daily for a Monday morning after those NFL Conference Championship games with plenty of hoops to talk about later. College basketball in the third hour, NBA in the middle of the second hour. But let's, uh, as I said, Joe, call these proceedings to order and I leave it to you, sir, to prevent or uh, present. Jeez, if I could talk today. Present Mm -hmm. our
0: our first case. The nickname has been removed. His name is Zavian. No longer Zay, after what we saw yesterday oh, from Mr. Flowers. Oh, and don't get fooled by the box score. You just had to watch one drive in that game. The big 54-yard catch, and then what happens afterwards. Oh, no fun league, the referees. Like, I wanted to kill the refs on that penalty by Zay Flowers, the taunting on Snead. I wanted to, too. But when you see the replay, you're like, no, nah, dude, dude. Standing over, and you're spinning, and you're talking, like, it just gets to a point where it's too much, and you don't have a case. Zay Flowers did not have a case in that instance, even though there were some people uh, that, that were defending it. Oh, that's a dump. No, 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 no. Say Flowers was the dumb one in this situation, not the referees for enforcing the penalty that they should have. So it should have been first and goal at the 10. Instead, they go back to the 25, so that. And then, um, you know, it kind of felt like ball don't lie, right? When he reaches over the – try to go over the goal line, and then Snead is the guy with the punch out. What a play by Snead. Don't want to destroy Flowers there. But that was awesome by Sneed. It just, it just had that feeling of ball, don't lie. And then we get the report from Evan Washburn afterwards on the bench that oh, yeah. he cuts his hand in frustration because he's mad at <laughs> just what it. occurred, slammed the bench. How about that? In a matter of a few moments, no longer Zay. It's xavian After the taunting, after, after the, the turnover, it's – you know, at the very least, get us a field goal on that drive, and we're talking about a 17-10 game. But no, they come up empty because of Flowers.
2: I was going to text you guys that Zay Flowers is now dead to me after those game <laughs> Like, what an idiot. I mean, Fading geez. him. Moving Joe, just, man,
1: Joe just He's gave him bum. the full name treatment. He didn't kill him. Z- does he get the middle oh. name? That's the question. Does he, does, like, like he would get from his mom if he came home late from cur- after curfew. Like, Xavier Kavon oh, Flowers, name. listen to me. Yeah. Full you name. can't
2: be cutting your finger for slamming it on the bench. That's where like, you lose in the, yeah, like In a championship had, game
1: like that. No problem no. with the taunting even. Like, the, you get up and you put the ball. Okay, I'll, I'll. I'll throw my hands up and like you Joe like be like okay we're we're really going to call that a personal foul and I'll even let you much. go for the dive at the goal line. I'll even grant you that because that's an, an error of aggression you're trying to get in the end zone but when you go to the sideline and bust your hand up and that's where you lose me. That's where I'm out Aaron
2: yeah that's when i knew the raven should not be moving on with this type of behavior like you can't even keep your cool right now lamar's catching his own passes like what is going
0: <laughs> on oh the glass man was so mad so mad yesterday can't wait to hear from he jlc more in about sad 15 minutes than mad JL- JL- i you know what jlc's gonna be on fire in 15 i'll tell you that much oh of low, i cannot yeah. wait <laughs>
2: He's he's
1: gonna light things up.
2: So unfortunately, I'm really not mad at anyone. I'd probably be mad at myself if the Lions won that game, but I don't have to worry about that. So I feel bad putting anyone mm. in court. Now, one mm. thing that I do love that is court related: Eminem throwing up the fingers to the crowd. There That was amazing. Was that before the game, during the game, when they were up? Like, what point in the game was that? Because I was hoping um, we would get more Eminem, but I'm happy uh, he was able to insert himself into the conversation on social media with that photo.
1: Yeah, it looked like it was daylight still, so I'm guessing it was the first half, at least, if not earlier. But, I mean... (laughs) That's that's Eminem staying on brand, right? That's like, you know, an older, softer Eminem would be in the booth, you know, up in the in the luxury box, and people would wave, hey, Eminem, and he would wave back and you know, maybe sign a few things. No. On brand Eminem just bang, gives him the ones Double and burn. says, you know what? Um, I'm still Eminem, damn it. I'm still that dude from Detroit. And Eight guess what? Yep. I am staying on brand. So you're right. That's a good call. I like that. Um, I am putting on trial the analytics as gospel dorks. I'm sorry. We love numbers, <laughs> especially on this show. I love it. We we love numbers, right? Numbers are <laughs> integral to what we do. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch right now, there are a whole bunch of numbers on the screen. There are numbers floating around behind us. It's like the Zach Galifianakis in the ha- in uh, the Hangover meme, right? It- formulas are floating in front of our face while we're trying to count cards. Everything is happening with numbers. But here's what I mm-hmm. don't need. A coach with a warm trickle going down the inside of his leg because he doesn't know how to think in the moment and can only go aggressive. No, stop and think about the situation you're in with your young, relatively inexperienced team and don't further hang them out to dry by going for it on fourth down when you can tie the game. Joe brought it up earlier, running on third and goal when you're going to have to burn a timeout, if you don't get in and thereby lose the game, even if you do score look, I, this is not doubling down on a take I had when Dan Campbell came into the league which was watch caveman lawyer be out of here in 2 years and I really thought he'd be out of here in 2 years. I didn't th- I thought it was all a bunch of fun motivational speak and I didn't think it would work out well because the Lions have always been a mess and I thought they would continue to be a mess. So I'll own it. I'm wrong. The man has turned the organization around. No. In no, no part.
0: No. Don't own, you're not wrong. <laughs> don't own anything. He's going to be gone in a couple years. I'll tell
1: you why later. Well, let me, I'm willing to give him some credit. I know you're not, Joe. I know Mr. Yeah. Anti-Lions is not willing to give uh, Campbell any credit. I'll give him some credit, right? Like, he is at the very least taking them from three wins to an NFC Championship game appearance in two short years. Good on you, Dan Campbell. But what happened when you got there? You forgot that you're a head coach, and you're supposed to be this bastion of immovable calm in the middle of the storm and instead you were Lieutenant Dan up in the catbird seat yelling and screaming at the hurricane come on man come down and get a 10,000 foot view of things and say okay you know what we kick a field goal we tie the game I know my defense sucks and maybe the Niners walk down the field and take the lead right back but at the very least we're tied for now and maybe we make a play despite the fact that we've lost all control in the second half. So Dan Campbell and all the uh, analytics as gospel dorks who defend him, even though some of the stuff he does isn't truly analytics. It's just, let's go for it. Um, I just get tired (laughs) of the the coaching by chart method. It's not colored by numbers, man. There's got to be some intangible reasoning and logic in the heat of the moment. And we got none of that from Dan Campbell yesterday.
0: And, and the part, and I agree with you, the, the part that kills me with, with the people that you're referencing is if they are aggressive, like they're almost always right, just being aggressive. There, there is a balance to strike. You need, you don't need to always go 100 miles per hour. And, you know, these losers, they were with Staley till the end. Till the end, because he oh. was the numbers guy. He followed the chart like until the very end. It was obvious that he was going to be fired. Uh, They all were on board, and then then it got to a moment. Let's just stop talking about Staley. Like it's just you're you're right. You need to be able to read the room, understand who you have. Like throwing to Reynolds, running the ball in that moment is that the best thing for this team? And I keep hearing this since the loss last night that they are set up for so much success. NFL doesn't work like that, guys. I think he might be right more than people realize. And, and maybe they thought he was trying not to not to boast too much about their future. He might be right. Sometimes you get one crack at it. I don't care how young you are. Jared Goff is still his quarterback. There's always a Carolina, and Arizona, you know, sometimes New Orleans. They pop once. And everything went right for them, like this path that they had to this NFC championship game, and they never get that same path again. Or they're never as healthy as they were. Or, you know, so I you know, Aaron, I kind of think he might be right about that. We'll see. I, but
2: I think so too. Uh and also you hear about players, they make it to the playoffs like maybe their first or second season, and then they never make it again. And they're like, oh wow, like it is that hard and I think it is he is telling some truth there my favorite um, tweet or post you should say I guess now Dan Campbell drawing an 18 in blackjack hit me I went. did you guys see that one I love there,
1: it there was also a clip from there, was, there was a clip from family guy where Peter's sitting at the blackjack table and the dealer's dealing cards to me he says you have 20 sir hit me uh, sir you have 24 hit me
2: <laughs> Sir, you have 30. <laughs> Hit
1: me. <laughs> Dan Campbell. Uh, so that may oh, have been – any time you can reference Family Guy, for me, it's a big win. Um, but, yeah, it's just – it's this blind allegiance to being aggressive. It's like I said earlier. Deer or aggressive in trying to cross a highway, it doesn't always work out. Like you got to – like you said, Joe, read the room. Know what's going on. Know what the situation is. Like I said, coming into this – I said this last week. One guy on that team – had a ton of postseason experience and by ton I mean multiple games of postseason experience coming into this year it's Jared Goff that was it the bulk of that team had never been in this situation before they win the two games at home which is great for Detroit and City and the organization and all that but then they go on the road completely different atmosphere trip to the Super Bowl on the line all they got to do is ground themselves and find somebody to do that for them in the second half and their head coach failed least in my opinion uh you want somebody who's going to be just as spicy on the afc side oh yeah jlc can't wait to hear what jason Locke and has to say from baltimore about what the ravens did yesterday afternoon our odyssey nfl insider joins us every monday at this time and he is next alongside joe and aaron i'm chris mack this is betql daily presented by betmgm